Hey everyone, hey and welcome back to yet another episode of Alpha Metallica. This is your host, Tom Quee. Thank you so much for joining me. Thank you so much for following on, us on Twitter, at MetallicaPod, if you want to get updates for the show. Supporting the show in any way you can, please leave a review on iTunes. That's greatly appreciated. Please subscribe, please tell a friend, please you know, comment on any episode, this episode, the past episodes. We've been doing loads of episodes, loads of special stuff on the show, music videos, Icon, Napster. I'm going to be doing a Who Wants to Be a Millionaire, Lars or special soon because i think that that's very important that needs to be covered uh, as much as anything and and yeah we got a patreon as well if you want to listen to that first uh patreon.com forward slash alpha metallic you want to support the show i want to say thank you as well to um everyone that's sending emails in metallicapod at gmail.com always great to have your emails i mean the most the majority of the emails are people asking to be on the show which is incredible you know i've got a lot of the show like my guest today you know a lot of people just get in touch with me and ask to be on and i'm happy to have you you know to let you know as the calendar goes on let me just get off the list actually because i've got sort of this holy grail list in front of me that sort of you know shows what i'm going to be covering next year or so metallica songs so what do we have here so we're currently doing uh confusion as i say we're going to get into that in a moment but yeah just looking ahead now um pretty much everything until h so we've got like here comes revenge helpless hardwired you know there's a few songs that are you know free here and there so if you want to get on the show let me know get in touch that way also just get in touch in general you know send a message across and the first message i want to get to it's from Brad Lyons, who's from Single Podcast Theory, that I hopefully some people are aware of. Like, our sort of lineages are sort of entwined, not only because, you know, that, that it's a Pearl Jam podcast. I'm, a, I'm personally a giant Pearl Jam fan. I absolutely love Pearl Jam. Like, I'm very much into that sort of, you know, grunge, early songwriting era. Like, you know, the big bands, Alice in Chains, Soundgarden. I worship Soundgarden. Nirvana, not so much, but Pearl Jam, incredible. You know, ever since I heard Deep, ever since I heard the closing solo to Glorify G, you know, on those first two albums, I was just like absolutely entrenched. You know, Stone Gossard, especially. So yeah, I'm sort of digressing here, but um, shout out to Brad. Brad gets in touch with me. Hi Tom, it's Brad Lyons from Single Podcast Theory. I saw your kind comment on our YouTube page. So yeah, I just commented. Definitely check out the YouTube page as well. Here to use. Thank you so much. Uh, not only for taking time to comment, but for actually taking time to give the show a chance. It really means a lot. I'm a huge Metallica fan and love the podcast. Thanks for doing what you do and keep it up. Hope you're well and keep in touch. So yeah, shout out to uh, shout out to Brad and shout out to Pearl Jam as well. Like you know, if you're looking for a podcast like this podcast like metal podcast where they're exploring a band in depth and you love pearl jam as much as metallica you'd be a fool not to check out uh, brad lines and brad blazik as well the two brads they're excellent co-hosts on single podcast series on youtube on itunes on all that good stuff um next email comes from dennis uh i hope i'm saying that right because i know you're from russia dennis and this dennis has one end so is it dennis i'm not trying to uh discriminate here i promise uh, uh D- dennis gets in touch and says hi tom just wanted to thank you for your podcast you do a really great job i've just finished listening to the blitzkrieg episode and i've got an idea for a future guest in february 2017 I was visiting Copenhagen for two gigs of Metallica and between those days I was lucky enough to talk to Michael Denner, the original guitarist of Merciful Fate. Michael is a really nice guy he owns a record store in the centre of Copenhagen called Beat Bop and actually he's one of the persons who works there, that's why actually, that's how I met him. Michael knows Lars from childhood, he actually works in a Bristol music centre where Lars buys new records of his dad this is the first part you can talk about, another part you can talk about is Ride the Lightning and Master of Puppets Days, recording in Sweet Silence Studios he was there and could tell you lots of stories the third topic could be the 30th anniversary play with king diamond and metallica on stage of course and merciful fate as well so yeah i just want to say thank you so much for, for uh, requesting this guest you know one of the great things of the show is getting these guests on especially i love getting these sort of early metal guys like brian ross as you mentioned you know like Fleming rasmussen to a certain extent hopefully uh you know like the merciful fate michael denner guitar player as well so you know thank you so much for the email and um thank you for your kind regards as well i really appreciate listening but yeah 
we'll get through the emails we've got through the socials um this is about the guests this is about discussion and uh nicholas how's it going man it's good to have you on it's going good how are you sir yeah very well very well thank you for your patience and listening there there was a lot oh, of no uh <laughs> there's a lot of recital but um you know we'll start out as we start metallica for you where did it begin uh, really? I mean, obviously I was born in the late eighties, but you know, so growing up as a kid, everyone kind of knew, I knew about Metallica, oh, yeah. you know, everyone knew Enter Sam and stuff, but really started getting to them my freshman year of high school, which was Oh two. Mm. And, uh, it's a funny story. I was, uh, we were in English class and I was supposed to have read a book that week. We we're supposed to read like three chapters and get with a, right. another student to, uh, talk about the book. I was like, Oh man, I haven't read it. And I was kind of looking around the room and I saw this kid. He had a hoodie on. And he was kind of banging his feet under the desk, and I was like, "Well, I don't think that kid read it, so uh, I'll, I'll pair up with him." Great. And so, so I, I was like, you know, I started talking to him. Turns out he was uh, doing the double bass part to one. Oh. I was like, "Man, what is that?" And he, so he showed it to me. <laughs> and fast forward 15 years, you know, he was just over at my house two days ago. I was the mm. best man in his wedding. So that kind of was the uh, first like in depth. <laughs> we started hanging out, and you know, first album I really got into was S and M because it's, right. you know, I don't want to say greatest hits, but you know, yeah, a lot of different yeah, stuff is. on there, and then just it kind of just grew from there. I mean, I remember a little bit of before that, you know, like I said, Ender Sandman, who doesn't know that song? Mm. I mean, I remember when the memory Remain video came out on MTV and I was like, man, that, that's so cool. You right, know, the swinging yeah. thing, yeah. but really O2 <laughs> was kind of the start of the, uh, the, the, uh, addiction, I guess you'd call it uh, with, you know, just loving everything that they came out with and listening to them all the time and stuff. And there's about four or five of us in high school that, you know, really got into them and kind of have connected through their music a lot and we still all are friends today so mm. and what is it i mean i mentioned pole jam before they're definitely a symptom of this Meta- yeah, metallica as well so these true. bands that just sort of engulf you as a listener like, i i like you when i got into metallica like, i'm listening to everything straight away i have to like yeah and it's funny you talk about pearl jam that that podcast i just recently discovered that 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 pearl jam podcast oh good oh that. good yeah because yeah, i was listening to your podcast and underneath that was one of the things and i've you know in the last probably year no probably about three years i really started getting into pearl jam i mm. saw them uh at oh. a- acl and i was like man i forgot how great this band is oh, so yes. not forgot but didn't realize like mm. man, they are an epic band but yeah something about you know pearl jam and metallica really just i mean i, I kind of when i emailed you the first go around i told you like i'm a bit of a maybe a, a blind faith fan i i really like everything sure. that they've put out and I, well you know do, there are some songs that i like better than others of course but mm. you know i just appreciate every song you know, for what it is, I realize that they're not going to release, you know, seven different versions of master of puppets, you know, yeah. all their albums are different. Um, but I think the, for me, the thing about Metallica is the energy, man. It just, mm. it just gets me going, pumps me up. You know, I just love listening to them, especially like, you know, if you're working out, I even like, I play golf and sometimes I'll, right. if I'm playing by myself, <laughs> you know, I'll put them in and, you know, I'll be in the golf cart kind of rocking out. Right. People are like, what is wrong with that tune? <laughs> But I just love the energy. It's just fun. It's it's just fun music, man. At least mm. for me. Mm. You know? I you know, really enjoy it. I completely agree. Yeah. Entirely, like, in a sort of just a wild, abandoned sort of way. I listen to songs like anything from Moth into the Flame to Blacken to Fade to Black. They just, they get me on a certain excitement level. I don't know what totally, it is. Totally, yeah. Excitement. That's a great yeah. word. Yeah. They just get me excited. That's a great mm-hmm, word. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, we, we move through then. Like in your email, you say, as you say, uh, Blind Faith fan, I've really, yeah, quote, I really enjoy everything they've done in brackets, even St. Anger. So, I mean, you know, you continue it, that thing. You're a fan of the record. Yeah. I am. And I know that you are too. Mm. I, the, I think the re- one of the reasons I, I, like I said, I like everything they did, but the, you know, I, I don't hate St. Anger, but I think the reason I kind of ha- don't hate it, I mean, is it different? Absolutely. It's, it's definitely muddy and mm. sludgy and, but 
it's still Metallica. And yeah. that was like, the, like I said, I got to them in 02. So 03, you know, I guess some people might say, unfortunately, like the first kind of anticipation for a new record was St. Anger. And uh, me and my the, that buddy who introduced Metallica, we went to the record store and camped out the, you know, the morning yeah. of, waited to the guy unlock and we got it. Definitely, you know, definitely surprised by it. But I mean, like I said, there's time and place for that record. I, you know, yeah. I'll put it on and, and I, I, I enjoy it. You know, I'm probably not the best guest to be, you know, super critical of all their stuff, but um, I just like, I like it. I, you yeah. know, there's, there's a couple songs that are like, mm, okay, uh, you know, but there's, there's, there's a few songs that I really like. I mean, I like um, Purify a lot on that song. Oh, yeah. I like Sweet Amber. I like My World, mm. you know. I mean, like I said, I like everything they've done. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so yeah. there's a, there's a lineage, isn't there? Like when when I became a Metallica fan, so a bit a bit later than yourself, like Saint Anger was just oh, I was derided. It was like you know it was this kind of so I was a bit more intrigued. I wasn't burnt because I wasn't really used to the flavor of the band, I suppose. So yeah, you know it was, it was it was a little bit different for me. But I do you've kind of unlocked an ancient memory for me actually because um, I, I mentioned him before briefly. Because my older cousin Peter was sort of this you know the typical sort of older cousin who gets you into albums and whatever. <laughs> yeah. and, you know he got me into Metallica and stuff. And I remember we went on holiday together. Um, I think when St. Anger came out, I think at the airport he bought it. I remember because obviously the artwork is distinct. And I would have been quite young at the time. And I remember he had a CD player and I was sitting next to him on the plane. And as it took off, he like put the CD on. And I asked him like halfway through the flight, like, how is it? And he just turned to me and just like wordlessly shook his head. Like he wasn't, he wasn't, he wasn't besotted with it. But like, it, it works for me. It is the band in a different veneer. And I don't mean to sound like an iconoclast. The drum sound doesn't bother me. It, it, it's never yeah. bothered me. It's just different. I mean, yeah. it, and another thing that I think people overlook about the album is like, you know, that late two or late nineties, early two thousands, like Hetfield could sing. Like, I mean, his mm. voice. Like, I mean, you listen to like the S and M record, uh, their Woodstock performance in ninety nine. Did he? I mean, I, that was like probably one of my favorite vocals with him. And so, like, there was still some of that left over, even around two thousand three. Where I mean, if you listen to him sing on that record, it. I mean, granted, there's a couple parts where. You know, he's screaming into the mic and it's not the best quality, but I really like his voice in that record, too. I mean, I don't know. I, I don't I don't mind it. Is it my favorite yeah. record? No. But I mean, if it comes on, am I ripping it out of the my, you know, my iPod off my uh, com- computer and throwing it across the room? No way. Like, <laughs> no. And um, St. Anger fans, I should say, just to close up, you're in for a treat. The episode that I'm going to release on Christmas Day is a St. Anger song. It's Dirty Window. So I don't know if that's festive for you or not. But uh, we're <laughs> yeah. gonna be uh, we're gonna be uh, digging into that. And, that's and, a pretty good song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I think that's a really fun song. Like Judge and Jury, yeah. it has a re- James plays like these different consciousness ones, and it's just that main riff that's in a lot of some kind of monster the film. So it kind of feels a bit uh-huh. familiar, you know. Um, yeah, but, they uh, play that a lot live when that record came out. That when I saw them around that period in '04, that was. That's the only song actually off the album that they played. Right. <laughs> okay. Yeah. okay. Yeah, it's riffy so. enough to sort of get past yeah, the senses, I, guess so. I suppose. But, um, you know, we get to the day's song and we get right. to uh, Hardwired. And let's just talk about uh, the song is Confusion from Hardwired. Talk about the album to me as a whole. You, you a fan of the album? Yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I love it. I mean, I think it's great. I think it's a well-balanced album. I just have trouble finding, you know, a lot of holes in it. But I also know that I'm, like I said, a blind faith fan. I, sure. I love everything they did. I mean, I think um, there are songs on there that, like, I mean, Dream No More. I mean, I love that song. Okay. I love the vocals in that song. Um, and I like this song, too. When you, you asked me if, if I wanted to come on and talk about it, I was like, heck, yeah, man. I, I You know, I really like this song. And we'll get into that here in a sec. Mm-hmm. But I, I love the album because, obviously, it's got Metallica tied to it. And it's yeah. hard for me to dislike it. But, yeah, I think it's a great album. 
Mm. But like I said, they could do anything. I'd probably be like, yeah, this is the best album. No, no, it, it, it's good. I mean, it's impressive, definitely. I mean, personally for me, I think it's like, side one's a lot stronger than side two for sure um, i'll give you that yeah you know, but 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 yeah i, I like it, it's it's always kind of interesting music it's always riff driven there's always kind of nice motifs and confusion you know it, it was fun to dig into this one because it's quite a recent song you know it came out about a year ago now um hardwired mm-hmm. i guess is about a year old it's uh, crazy. it came actually came at november 18th so uh, 11 months old yeah not even a year old that's mad yeah but um yeah, yeah that's kind of kickstarted their cycle hasn't it so i guess and i'll, and I'll be doing a podcast so you know they've been uh, they've been in my mind a lot but you know yeah. the, the song the song begins does it feel a little to you like am i evil like with the oh, sort of yeah, a little bit or i mean uh, totally sound yeah. like, am i evil <laughs> i mean come on i mean i turned i honestly was like wait are they is this are they re-releasing am i evil yeah. you know, are they covering it again but I, I mean i think they probably know that i mean yeah. it's you know there's no hiding you know they, they've done a lot of stuff like that i mean it definitely definitely is inspired by am i evil right mm. i mean it has to be mm, mm, mm. the I snare mean, and tom and it just yeah. i mean it yeah it's great yeah the the only thing the i am i evil thing has that at the end he goes na 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 which which this doesn't do so it kind of teases nah, nah. that but yeah it the, throws me off sometimes yeah when I listen to it. yeah yeah <laughs> yeah definitely because i mean not only do you have the chug that am i evil has but you have sort of the demonic diatonics you know james playing yep. those kind of you know monochromatic those, those yeah yeah, yeah. Those yeah. real sort of evil, medieval kind of kind of notes playing, and it, it's kind of Sabbath evil, you know, it's old school metal kind of, you know, uh, malcontent there, and it comes into the heavier stuff as well, and then it gets into that kind of classic, uh, you know, descending sort of power chord riff into the main riff, which I love. There's something quite gnarly and gnashed about it. Oh yeah, I wrote that down. I, that the riff with those little tails at the end. Yeah, I, I, it might be one of my favorite on the whole album. It, mm. it, I mean, it's it's catchy. It's one of those like riffs. Um, I, this, I'm going to steal a line from. I'm sure you listened to the the metal the Metallica podcast up your ass. Oh, oh of course. They, of those course. other guys have. Yeah. They always say like, "Oh, is it like I can sing that solo? I can sing mm-hmm. that riff." You know what I mean? And yeah. to me, this is like a, such a catchy riff. It, it, there's a little bit of a groove in it. it I really mm-hmm. love it. I mean, that's really why I kind of, you know, I, when I went through the albums, you know, I listened to the whole album. And there's definitely probably highlights and I'll, you know, I don't want to use the word low lights on the album for everybody, but you know, I was like, okay, confusion. That's a cool song. But then like it'd come back on, you know, on random and I'm like, man, that's, that's a, that riff, man, just keeps getting me. But I agree. It's a, it's an awesome riff. Mm, mm. Yeah. It's kind of a, it, it's got like a chug, like an Alice in Chains. It oh, sounds super like, chuggy. Yeah. You know, uh, Mark Tremonti. I've been listening to a lot of Alter Bridge recently. Um, and they Alter have some, is awesome. Yeah. They have some fucking awesome guitar parts. Did he, that guy can, that guy can freaking play. Oh my, like, oh I think my God. he gets a bad rap for being kind of associated with, you know, that Alter Bridge is basically Creed minus Scott yeah. Stapp, but <laughs> They, they kick ass i mean you know <laughs> it's crazy man yeah because yeah. i mean creed are okay um but but yeah i liked him growing up yeah, I'm not yeah, yeah. Lie, don't, don't, but, you know they, you know they're kind of one of those one last breath like, oh. that's a good tune yeah that, that, that's <laughs> yeah. a good song but but if you, you'd be forgiven what creed are like a sort of cold play in a certain sense they're kind of soft rocky but alter bridge it's like their guitar player became this monster like he's like this unbelievable like he plays james hetfield and kirk under the table like he's just um, yeah incredible. it's crazy dude he is he's actually i think one of the most underrated like people mm. don't really know him you know mm. what i mean but you like yeah. listen to him play and Seriously. i uh when i was a kid i was i took guitar lessons for about 30 minutes right. <laughs> yeah. but my guitar teacher was friends with Mark Tremonti oh. and uh, he, I'd never met him or anything, but he would right. tell me stories about him. And that's kind of like, I was like, Oh, the guy from Creed. And he's like, yeah, yeah. But you know, you should check out some of his, uh, you know, just look him up and mm. 
that was, you know, for YouTube and stuff. And then, um, you know, I just kind of have kind of discovered them and was just like, man, these are some serious riffs. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. um, Blackbird, their third album, uh, he did a solo, like, you know, and, and the reason we bring him up is as a compliment, really, because the riff reminds me of that. It just has a real sort of gnashing quality. And I, I think the highlight for me of Confusion is is the riff. It's this riff. And then it's the riff, the kind of chorus of the na 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 like it kind of turns on mm. its heels. You know, it's, quite, it's yeah. quite a powerful sort of thing. Um, I mean, talk to me about the themes of this song, because it's quite a sort of strong topic for James, isn't it? Right. Uh, so in my notes, I wrote J.H. plus war equals yes. I mean, he just <laughs> somehow always I mean, like, you know, one from the yeah. bell tells disposable heroes. Like yeah, I actually yeah. had a buddy in college. Uh, he was uh, he was in this uh, military here and he said that he was a Metallica fan. He's like, man, you know, James actually has like a really good grasp on like the feeling surrounding war. Like mm. so, I mean, I mean, I think it's pretty obvious. I mean, you watch the video, the lyrics, it's definitely mm. Um, has a tone about you know P, uh, PSTD and uh, all that stuff, and it's a uh, definitely more you know it's it's pretty obvious little lyrics you know compared to some of the other stuff he does that are, you know a little bit more discreet, but um, I I think that he really uh like some of the there's a couple lines in the song that like really you know I think are like whoa those are like pretty you know heavy handed you know. Like I think the lyric is um, "Rapid is the road to sacrifice." Just takes longer to come home. And yeah. Like you know, like everyone's like ready to run off. You're 18 years old. Like mm. all right, I'm ready to serve my country, but you know, it's not so easy when you got to come back and kind of fit back into you know everyday mm. life. Mm-hmm. I thought that was a kind of a powerful line. I watched. Um, I think it, I don't know if it was like some Metallica.com special or whatever it was, but they kind of he discussed all the lyrics. Yeah, I watched that. that. Yeah. Yeah, he said that the movie American Sniper. Yeah was a influence on this song about how the guy kind of felt this obligation to his brothers to go back and he kept mm. going back and making more tours, you know, cause he felt like, you know, if I'm not there, they could die. And so like, it's funny. I was talking to my buddy when I was telling him I'd be on this podcast and we were just kind of throwing this around. Like, obviously like, you know, war is the big theme of the song. Also one is probably, you know, their other biggest war song, but like, mm. I, I kind of thought it was cool. Like one was definitely more of a physical scar from war, right? Like taking yeah. my legs to, you yeah. know, this is kind of like more of an evolution of things. Like, okay, this is now we're talking more people are more concerned with like the mental scars that you get from mm. war and, you know, mm. all that type of stuff, which is definitely like very, you know, new, not new, but you know what I mean? Like yeah. it's, I don't know. It just, it, it's kind of like an evolution of, yeah. you know, the, the side effects from war. Yeah, yeah, 17 years separating one, I believe, yeah. and, uh, yeah. and Confusion. So, yeah, it shows the development. Yeah, that, that's a really, really good point, yeah. And there are some nice lines. There are some sort of, you know, on-the-nose sort of stuff here that works in the song. But, but I agree, Rapid is the road to sacrifice. just takes longer to come home. It's quite poetic, actually. Um, I know it is. It's a cool line. Yeah, yeah, it's a really cool line. Like, some of the stuff like Crossfire Ricochets Inside Me is a little bit yeah. more sort of, you know, I, you know, yeah. James ain't Tom Waits and, you know... <laughs> But, but yeah, he, is, yeah. he is a brilliant lyric, right? I'm not insulting him, but, you know, sometimes there are things that, you know, don't have the elegance they need. But, you know, with with that section and the labour him a Deadwood soldier now, you know, when it comes over that riff, I think I think the riff works better underneath James singing than actually on its own. Yeah, I, I agree. Yeah, I, I see what you're saying. Totally. You just got a five, and, uh, seven sort of. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, it's fun. it's good. You know, there's some good moments to this song. It's If I was to critique it, 
I w it would be the same thing I really critique a lot of Hardwired for. The songs are a little too long. You know, this song has like a minute intro before that main riff, which is... I wrote that down too, yeah. You know, it's fine. Um, I saw a really tragic article on The Guardian today saying that like modern music, the intro comes really quick now because the first 30 seconds get you money on Spotify. So, you know, <laughs> uh, but obviously yeah. Metallica don't need that Spotify money, so they go... No, no, with, for with, sure. With yeah, I wrote that one. down too. Yeah. I said that the, you know... That whole Am I Evil intro, I was like, oh, man, it's awesome. But it was like, it kind of lingered a little bit yeah. too long. I was like, all right, where, where's that? Is the riff coming? Is it coming? Yeah. You know? yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I agree with you. I have to agree. Yeah, mm -hmm. it was a little. I mean, I think you're right. A, the, a lot of there's a lot of songs that I, you could probably chop down on this album and kind of tighten up. This is probably one of them for sure. You know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so yeah. I like, have to agree. It's six minutes 41. Which is like, it, which is like average on this CD. Yeah, it is. It's not like uh, that's that's a crazy thing. I looked that up and I was like, oh, I wonder if this is like one of the longer songs. Nope, it's like right in the middle. <laughs> yeah, it, <laughs> it is. There's one three minute song on the entire two yeah. discs, which is like you know the whole album, which is twelve songs altogether, could be on a single disc uh, if the songs weren't you know needlessly had a few things here and there. And talking of fat, talking of blubber. This is going to be the segment on the show where I diss Kirk solo. Um, I really don't enjoy this solo. Like, there's a video of them doing it in the studio and learning it called Lima, which is fucking brilliant. Love watching that. Yeah, I saw that. You know, and Kirk does a solo and he does these really empty, generic kind of faux Stevie Ray Bournes and Lars like bends and Lars like opens his mouth like in a gape in astonishment. I listen to it. I'm just like, bro, get out the 1214 box. Like, I appreciate your blind faith fan and stuff, but it's just his kind of his phrasing. It's just so background to me. You think? I mean, I, I, I like it. I, it, mm. it definitely has like a Steve Ray Vaughan, a little bit of a Hendrix vibe to it. Mm. And uh, I, I don't mind it. I think it's like a pretty cool. I mean, it's definitely, you're, you know, when you hear it, it's okay. I, that's Kirk Hammett solo right there. I, you know, I get that. But, I, you know, I don't mind it too much. And I did watch the making of and Lars was like, you know, kind of gave him this look like, where the hell did that come from? Like, but in a good way, I thought. Um, but um, there's a lot of wall, obviously. So, uh it's mm -hmm. kind of your standard Kirk sure. Hammett solo, but I, I, like again, maybe I'm probably not the best person to have on, but I, I like it. I don't no, mind no, it. I mean, yeah. Kirk, Kirk has this weird habit where he'll take the rhythm of the riff and put it in the solo, so he has that lick, right? Because underneath is a da -la -la, da -la -la, da -la -la, and he has like, -la -la -la, -la -la -la. like yeah, I like that. Yeah, you know, it's fine. It's kind of groovy. But I, personally, I like sure. a, I like a narrative in a solo. I like I like a Marty Friedman, you know, Paul Gilbert, uh, you know, right. uh, the uh, the guy from the Replacements, Bob Stinson, you know, that sort of shit. Like you know, Ace Frehley, whatever, you know. But I don't know, Kirk. It falls a little bit flat for me. But I do like when he sort of does that solo in the verse and James is kind of talking about the sort of, you know, the, the desolation mentally and, and the confusion going on. And there is this right. kind of meandering solo in, in, in the, you know what I mean? In the stereo. Yeah, that first one, mm. right? Yeah, mm. I, I was, uh, I know exactly what you're talking about. And I, I was watching some videos online. I noticed he, he doesn't play that live. Like when they do the oh, live okay. versions, I think there's only like two. I think I only saw two mm -hmm. or at least like two that Metallica had posted on YouTube. But he doesn't play like he plays just like the front half of it, and then when like the verse kicks in, he like stops playing it. But I do like that part. Like mm -hmm. he, I think it's under, I think it's like around like verse two is when he plays it. Mm -hmm. yeah, 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 yeah. It's it, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it just kind of it's an extra thing that you can do. But it's interesting he wouldn't play it live. I guess you know I don't, I don't really know why that would happen. There is actually a version of um, confusion. I think they play in Japan or something in Asia, and all the comments are about how out of tune Kirk's guitar is. It's really, out, <laughs> it's really out of tune. Like you listen to certain parts, and it really kind of uh, grating there. But um, any any closing thoughts on this song, Nick? 
Um, I would say probably to me one of the highlights of this song was the vocals. That mm. really, like, oh, yeah. I really like how he, how he that confusion, that delusion, like how he like the inflection yeah. in his voice. Yeah, yeah, it is awesome, and that really like really like, I love the riff. The mm. vocals is like you could just like how he kind of added that extra head feel like ah at mm. the end confusion. <laughs> <laughs> and he really does like that. Like I watched that live video, and he really amped oh, that man, up. Man, they played it just recently in France. Uh, no, it was in yeah, Germany, yeah. and it was like his voice sounds amazing. His voice sounds That's so what good. I don't understand. It's like where where was this? Like I saw him in '04, also, and I mean I'm not gonna lie, like it was not. Right. I mean I have like you know you can buy this the 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 set list or you know the audio of like the, all the concerts mm. now. We bought it, and I was like, man, did he sound like that live? But. I think that's kind of the theme of this this record and this tour. Like, man, they just sound awesome. Mm. Like, and the, the album I also think is mixed and produced way better than Death Magnetic. Oh, yeah. it just it just sounds like way better. Mm. But like, I love to me the vocals on this song really like are kind of the highlight. I think this Dream No More and uh, probably Mankind. Like the vocals. Like I just I, I love. The, the sound of his voice you know the confusion mm. like where he like i said he kind of does that confusion I, that was mm. something that really hooked me mm-hmm, mm-hmm. no no i agree james sounds fantastic like you know confu- confusingly so he still sounds brilliant <laughs> yeah. uh you know um and yeah you know i'm not going to say this is like my favorite metallica song ever but you know i did enjoy listening to this throughout the week and thinking about it and it does have some like one of my one of the reasons i love metallica is james hetfield making up riffs and playing guitar and it has some fantastic work from him yeah and you know and it, and it, and it is a great song and you, you mentioned prior that you saw that saw the band live so when was the first time you saw them so first time was oh four and i'm, I'm uh when we when right after i think it was a madly and anger tour mm. um Right after St. Anger and stuff came out, we saw them in 04, me and my buddies. Then I also, we saw them front row. Uh, we camped out, skipped school um, with the, the permission from our parents, of course. But, you know, we camped out at the, uh, the stadium and front row. And it was pretty cool. Like, so, like, at the end of the concert, Lars was, like, walking up and down. And he was, like, screaming at us. And he, like, handed me the drumstick. And I'm like, oh, my God, you know. And I had just got into him. I was like, this is the best band ever. I still have the drumstick from Lars. So I saw them in 04. Then I saw them again at the X Games, like I said, in 2015. And the latest uh, time I saw them was in June of this year for the, you know, their their stadium tour here in the States. And we did the Whiplash experience. Like right. where they, we kind of got, yeah, that was pretty cool. Like, you know, there were so many cool, they had like original uh, lyrics and stuff. Their Grammys were on display. I mean, it was, it was a really neat experience to see all their stuff kind of like i mean they had like some of their original um like posters from like some of their first gigs and stuff it was really neat oh my god yeah i've seen like various vlogs cover it in glimpses um wasn't, yeah. there, wasn't there like lars's drum kit and guitars yeah, and they had shit a drum kit and they had uh they had a drum kit and then uh one of lars's i mean excuse me james's guitar and one of kirk's guitars but mm. me and my buddy were talking like of course we had to take a picture with them but i was like man do you think like these are actually like yeah. their guitar it's, i was like okay it's like the yeah. kirk hammett you know signature guitar that like you can go buy like i don't think like he was recording any songs on this you know <laughs> unfortunately i don't know maybe i'm maybe. wrong but I was no like, no they're not just gonna let people like play with all their stuff no no it'd be like using tiger woods's club or something yeah it would yeah, just not happen you know, <laughs> exactly. it'd be the model but it wouldn't be uh yeah but um but but yeah, man, awesome that you got to see them. Like, how how was the most recent? Because obviously, a lot of people have seen sort of clips of the stadium stuff. It, it seemed like it was awesome. 
yeah, it was really good. I mean, my only they, they sounded awesome. The show visually was amazing. My only kind of knock, and I don't even know if you call it a knock, was like you know, they're big stadium shows. So I mean, it everyone they you know packed seventy five thousand people in there. It was definitely like the hits, you know, mm. not very many deep cuts. But I realized you know sometimes they'll save those for like the smaller like arena tours. You know, they of course they played, you know. Sandman, Sabbath, True, Bells, Master, all the stuff that you've heard a thousand times. There's a couple. They played Hit the Lights, which was pretty cool that I'd never heard live before. But as far as like just seeing them, the way they sounded, they were awesome. Mm, yeah, no, incredible, man. Like, what was your abiding memory? What was the best song you saw them play? Uh, I mean, my one of my favorite songs is you know, for whom the bell tolls is really. I love it, and um. I mean, I think everyone kind of says, like, the creeping death part, you know, the, the whole die, die, die chant. Like, that's always fun to do. Mm. Um, best song. I don't know. I really like it. Actually, probably, for that last concert, I'd have to say Hit the Lights. Just because, like, you know, I've been two other times before that and I never heard it. So, I'd say Hit the Lights was probably the favorite song that I've heard him play. Yeah. Yeah. Band. I, yeah. I, I'm seeing them in uh, about 24 days. Yeah. Seeing them October for the first time. Um, in oh really? Oh, yeah, yeah. Never, awesome. yeah. never seen them um, in Birmingham, my my hometown. So yeah, they should be uh, should be pretty fantastic, man. But um, this has been fantastic in itself. Um, going for this song, uh, Nick. Is there, is there any projects, any Twitters you'd like to promo or? No, I got nothing. Oh. Just a fan. Just a fan. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, this has seriously uh, been great, and I want to urge people, um, you know, to check out Confusion. Uh, you know, let us know what you think of the song. Well, let us know what you think of the episode in the comments. Uh, single Podcast Theory, of course, as well. Uh, big up those guys again. Um, and, yeah, check it out. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's a good, isn't it? I, I really enjoy it. Yeah, that was crazy. You started, I, when I heard you talk about it, I was like, hey, I just started listening yeah. to that thing. <laughs> <laughs> it's a very small world. Like, you know, uh, any podcast kind of, of rock that will go song by song, uh, you know, you got to check it out, of course. And obviously, yeah, shout out to Matt. I love your podcast as well. Um, Clinton Ethan, every Monday. Great to have those guys on. But yeah, if you want to support the show, um, iTunes, uh, leave us a review patreon.com forward slash alpha metallic if you want to support the show you want to get access to episodes like this and more likely kind of feature episodes top tens etc stuff like that metallicapodigma.com if you want to come on the show and um finally nick thanks so much for coming on man this has been great i appreciate it man i had a blast <laughs>